Well, if you have your Bibles, you can open up to the book of Matthew, chapter 11. I'm going to begin with verse 12 tonight, Matthew 11, verse 12. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. The kingdom of heaven is a precious prize. To have a share in it is simply astounding. The fact that we could have a share in it, that we've been offered a share in the kingdom of heaven, is amazing. Verse 12 of Matthew 11 tells us of a people the quality of a people, the heart of a people, the desire and the zeal and the drive of a people. We back up to verse 7. Jesus began to say to the multitudes concerning John, What did you go out into the wilderness to see? A reed shaken by the wind? Well, what did you go out to see? A man clothed in soft garments? Indeed, those who wear soft clothing are in king's houses. But what did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I say to you, and more than a prophet. For this is he of whom it is written, Behold, I will send my messenger before your face, who will prepare your way before you. Assuredly, I say to you, among those born of women, there is not risen one greater than John the Baptist. But he who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. I want to ask tonight, what is this supposed to look like? What is this life supposed to look like? Our pursuit of the kingdom of God, what is it supposed to look like? Our pursuit of Jesus himself, what is it supposed to look like? What is this life that we are living to be? The focus, the aim, the goal, the attention, the concentration, the very motivation, the single-mindedness, the main emphasis, the great concern, the aspiration, of life. The J.B. Phillips New Testament reads, Jesus began talking to the crowd about John. What did you go out into the desert to look at? A reed waving in the breeze? No. Then what was it you went out to see? A man dressed in fine clothes? But the men who wear fine clothes live in the courts of kings. But what did you really go to see? A prophet? Yes, I tell you, a prophet and far more than a prophet. This is the man of whom the Scripture says, Behold, I send my messenger before your face, who will prepare your way before you. Believe me, no one greater than John the Baptist has ever been born of all mankind, and yet a humble member of the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. How incredible are those words. From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven has been taken by storm and eager 
men are forcing their way into it. I want to say tonight that every believer is to be one that is eager. Every single one of us, it does not matter who we are when we come into the kingdom of God and we receive Jesus as our personal Lord and Savior, we are to be those that are eager. Every believer is to be one that is violent. That we take the kingdom by storm. And just as Jesus said, let it be said tonight, the man who has ears to hear must use them. This is a holy violence, and Jesus is spelling it out for the crowd, and he's spelling it out for us. Eager people take the kingdom of heaven by storm. Are we an eager people? Eager people take the kingdom of heaven by storm. The Amplified Bible reads, and from the days of John the Baptist until the present time, The kingdom of heaven has endured violent assault, and violent men seize it by force as a precious prize. A share in the heavenly kingdom is sought with most ardent zeal and intense exertion. Is that what life looks like? Eager people take the kingdom of heaven by storm. I want to say tonight there is no greater prize. There is no greater share that we could go after. I hear the Spirit asking us tonight concerning our life, what is the great focus, the great attention, the main objective? What is it? You see, the kingdoms of this world will pass away, and yet great focus, attention, And the aspiration of many are the kingdoms of this world. That's the main objective. That's the focus. That's what they're going after. And this is where the enemy wants to steer every single one of us. This is where the enemy wants our focus, our attention, our zeal, our passion, our exertion. Just go after the other things. But let's be reminded tonight of these precious words, Matthew 6, But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Set your zeal and exertion on the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God, and know that God will take care of you. Can we fall into that place in our life where we seek first the kingdom? We're not going after the kingdoms of this world, but we want a prize that is far greater. We want to share in the kingdom of heaven. And so we seek first the kingdom of God and righteousness, and we trust God that he'll take care of all the rest. The Amplified, but seek, aim, and strive. Aim at and strive after first of all His kingdom and His righteousness. Listen to this. His way of doing and being right. And then all these things taken together will be given you besides. A share in the heavenly kingdom. I want to ask tonight, what can compare? Or what have we made its rival? A share in the heavenly kingdom, what? 
could compare. So precious a prize. Eager people take the kingdom of heaven by storm. I want to share the words Charles Spurgeon. This excerpt with you tonight, delivered on Sabbath morning, May 15th, 1859, at the Music Hall, Royal Surrey Gardens. When John the Baptist preached in the wilderness of Judea, the throng of people who pressed around him became extremely violent to get near enough to hear his voice. Often when our Savior preached, did the like scene occur. We find that multitudes were immense beyond all precedent. He seemed to drain every city, every town, and every village as he went along preaching the word of the gospel. These people, moreover, not like our common church and chapel goers, content to hear if they could, and yet more content to keep without hearing. If it were possible, we're extremely earnest to get near enough to hear anyhow. So intense was their desire to hear the Savior that they pressed upon him, insomuch that they trod upon one another. The crowd became so violent to approach his person that some of the weaker ones were cast down and trodden upon. Now our Savior, when he witnessed all this struggling roundabout to get near him, said, this is just a picture of what is done spiritually by those who will be saved. As you press... And throng about me, said Christ, and thrust one another with arm and elbow to get within reach of my voice. Even so, it must be if you would be saved. For the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence, and the violent take it by force. He pictured to himself a crowd of souls desiring to get to the living Savior. He saw them press and crowd and throng and thrust and tread upon one another in their anxious desire to get to him. He warned his hearers that unless they had this earnestness in their souls, they would never reach him savingly. But if they had it, they should certainly be saved. From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffered violence, and the violent take it by force. And he continues, But, says one, do you wish us to understand that if a man is to be saved... He must use violence and vehement earnestness in order to obtain salvation. I do most assuredly. That is the doctrine of the text. But, says one, I thought it was all the work of God. So it is from first to last. But when God has begun the work in the soul, the constant effect of God's work in us is to set us working. And where God's Spirit is really striving with us, we shall begin to strive too. This is just a test whereby we may distinguish the men who have reached the Spirit of God from those who have not yet received it. Those who have received the Spirit in verity and truth are violent men. They have a violent anxiety to be saved, and they violently strive that they may enter in the straight gate. Well, they know that seeking to enter in is not enough, for many seek to enter in, but shall not be able, and therefore do they strive with might and main. He finishes, I say this morning first, direct your attention to these violent men. Look at them. Secondly, we must show, we shall show their conduct. What makes them so violent? Are they justified in this impetuous vehemence? 
We shall next rejoice in the fact that they are sure to be successful in their violence. And then I shall endeavor to arouse in your hearts by the help of the Spirit of God that holy violence without which the gates of heaven will be shut in your teeth and you will never be able to enter the pearly portals of paradise. You know, not everyone will take to this manner of living, but this is what Jesus is calling us to. Eager people take the kingdom of heaven by storm. You know, we think of the men and the women of the Bible that live on the pages of Scripture, so to be a godly example to us. When we read and we hear the stories of their conduct, when we hear of their concern, their manner, their focus, their main objective in life, their purpose in life, their single-mindedness, the main emphasis, the great concern of their living. It should cause us to take a look at our life and say, do I have that kind of eagerness? Eager people take the kingdom of heaven by storm. I think about Jesus himself, our great example, our great lead and leader. My, how he was eager for the kingdom of heaven. He was eager for the kingdom of heaven. Every day, eager. Every hour, eager. Every moment, eager. Holy violence burned within him. The great focus and the great attention and the great aspiration of his zeal and exertion was the kingdom of heaven. You see, Jesus knew if he went after the kingdom of heaven, he would gain sons and daughters. If he went after the kingdom of heaven, seeking this above all else, he would receive his crown. Jesus knew what it would take, and so he was eager. Eager people take the kingdom of heaven by storm. You see, the enemy came to claim Jesus' focus, attention, zeal, and exertion. And so he comes to tempt us with the same. He comes to every single one of us. We're going to read Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 to 11. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, afterward he was hungry. Now when the tempter came to him, he said, If you are the Son of God, command that these stones become bread. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him up into the holy city set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He shall give his angels charge over you, and in their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. The enemy is using Scripture. Jesus said to him, It is written again, You shall not tempt the Lord your God. Again, the devil took him up on an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, all these things I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, away with you, Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and him only you shall serve. Then the devil left him and behold, angels came and ministered to him. I want to say tonight, 
the enemy comes to get us focused on the bread of the world. When we are experiencing hunger, when we are seeking to take hold of the kingdom of heaven, the enemy comes to get us to tempt God. The enemy comes to lead us to a high place where we can get our eyes on his big picture. All his kingdoms, the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And there, you know what he does? He promises us all these things. If we will trade our allegiance, bow down, and worship him. I don't know how you read Matthew 4. But listen to the violence in the voice of Jesus. It is written, Men shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Listen to the zeal in the voice of Jesus. Again, it is written, You shall not tempt the Lord your God. There's conviction in his voice, the single-mindedness, the great concern in the voice of Jesus as he, as he declares, You shall worship the Lord your God and him only. You shall serve. I want to ask tonight, have we ever been one of the violent, one of the eager? And are we tonight that people? Am I one of them? We know those that have gone before us that have been what Jesus declared as these violent people taking the kingdom of heaven by force, the people that blessed his heart as they walked their journey with eagerness to gain their share in the kingdom of heaven. These are examples to us. See, the violence never stops. Yes, we go after Christ, but the violence doesn't stop once we are saved. Rather, salvation births a violence that cannot be stopped. True salvation births an eagerness inside of us that cannot be stopped. That will not be traded. Eager people take the kingdom of heaven by storm. Further words of Charles Spurgeon. This violence does not end when a man finds Christ. It then begins to exercise itself in another way. The man who is pardoned and knows it then becomes violently in love with Christ. He does not love him just a little, but he loves him with all his soul and all his might. He feels as if he could wish to die for Christ. And his heart pants to be able to live alone with his Redeemer and serve him without interruption. Mark such a man who is a true Christian. Mark his prayers and you will see there is violence in all his supplications when he pleads for the souls of men. Mark his outward actions and they are violently sincere, violently earnest. Mark him when he preaches. There is no dull droning out of a monotonous discourse. He speaks like a man who means what he says and who must speak it, or else woe, woe would be unto him if he preached not the gospel. As I look around on many of the churches, yea, on many members of my own church, I am apt to fear that they are not God's children at all because they have nothing of this holy violence. Have you ever read 
Coleridge is ancient, Mariner. I dare say you have thought it one of the strongest imaginations ever put together, especially that part where the old Mariner represents the corpses of all the dead men rising up, all of them dead yet rising to manage the ship, dead men pulling the ropes, dead men steering, dead men spreading the sails. I thought what a strange idea that was. But do you know, I've lived to see that true. I've seen it done. Let's have the worship team return tonight. I want to ask tonight, how intense is our desire? Are we numbered among the violent? Are we eager? Not looking at the person on the right or the left or looking at others saying, well, all I have to do is come in line with their level of eagerness. It's not about others, it's about us. Individually and personally. Eager people take the kingdom of heaven by storm. How intense is our desire for Jesus? How intense is our desire to hear him? If we lived back then and he passed through town, would we be one of those that set out of our house and pressed the crowd violently to get to him? That we might just hear his voice. Are we desperate to hear him and to be with him and bless him? Has salvation sparked something in us? A violent love for our Lord and Savior. The Lord is seeking to awake hearts. He who has ears to hear must use them. He who has ears to hear must use them. Don't let the enemy grind you down. I want to say tonight, don't let the enemy sway your zeal and exertion. The truth, the pressure will come. There is no doubt. Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. And I know the Spirit is calling today, calling to us today. Choose the focus, the aim, and the goal. The attention, the concentration, the motivation, the single-mindedness, the main emphasis, the great concern, the aspiration of your life. For the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. Let's stand tonight. Just going to lift up this song. I'm going to close in prayer. Every single one of us could be more eager. <laughs> I just pray over this group tonight. Every one of us. This violence would take over the salvation we have been so graciously granted 
would produce in us a violent love for our Lord and Savior, a violent love for his word, a violent love for worship, a violent love for prayer, a violent love for the Great Commission, a violent love for service, that our lives would be poured out as a drink offering before the one who is, who is to come. Let's lift this up. We open up our hearts and lives. Thank you, Lord.